what's coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but as you can tell, they're new. And you know what? That means fun is coming. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media, you can know that no fun is coming. Okay, that's all. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? And the answer is simple, because it can be tons of fun. That's why. <laughs> also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes. Your phone calls and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes... I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, here's a good one. What is your favorite thing about your church? Well, let's just, you know, what's your favorite? Everybody's got a favorite. Don't say you do. Of course you do. What's your favorite thing about the church? Nothing bad about that. That's a very simple question. If you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. How sad. Don't do that. Just give us a call, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Hey, when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, that's like talking to a guy that the entire ministry wants to give a present to. Oh, wow. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) There you go. That's kind of nice. Let me also inform you of this. You can reach out to us by text. It is live during the show. We are live during the show. I have never done the show unlive, so to speak. Let's see if you can figure that out. Uh, all you got to do is text in 214-210-8483. That's 214 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. <gasps> Also, you can send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. That's David at hemusincrease.org. Not anything else like anti-disestablishmentarianism. Just David at hemusincrease.org. We'll send you up to the website. A couple things to remind you as we are sending you in that direction. It is April, and you need to have April buddies. Now, what is April buddies? Okay? See, here's the big deal. What do April 
April flower. Wait, what, what do May flowers bring? Oh, never mind. We'll do that joke later. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is you got to pick somebody. Somebody you hear, somebody you listen to, somebody that's in a fill, somebody that calls in, somebody that answers, somebody that's on your heart and mind. And throughout the month of April, you pray for them. Get it? You pray for them. You don't pray five hours. You just pray for them. Just ask the Lord to bless them. Not, not complex. And by the way, the joke was, what do April showers bring? May flowers. And what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Anyway. No, going, Dave. <laughs> I just had to get it back. I had to say it now, now that I threw it out there. So we want you to be praying for people. Listen. Pick somebody. Let the Lord put it on your heart. Pray for them throughout the month. April buddies. You got to have a buddy for April. You're praying for them. You're just praying that the Lord bless, guide, direct, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Additionally, money is important because we can't do the show without it. That's just as simple as it can be. You can either give directly through the website or the website tells you how to give, which you can do by check or by credit card, whatever. It's 100% tax deductible, and it goes to the ministry, and you will not get anything special but a receipt because if you're giving, we want you to be giving unto the Lord. That's where your heart is, let, let it be done as an act of worship to him and not anything else. That's the whole goal. And we hope to take that and do the best we can in our stewardship with the resources and promote the show wherever we can and whenever we can. That's the whole of it. So check it all out. He must increase.org. Prayer request. He must increase.org. Praise report. He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. What was that? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah another one. That was uh, somebody winning a Bible. <laughs> Pretty much. That was that was their sound. You get it? That was their sound. See, they yeah, were all so it. excited. All right, uh, let's get back into it. Please do not forget to be praying for the audience. Very, 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 very important. As you are praying for the audience, uh, Al didn't like that last one. <laughs> we're gonna have to tell Jen. He said that one can go away. Uh, <laughs> Pray for the audience. Uh, as a, in addition, when you're praying for the audience, here's something that I came up with that I was praying for the audience that that people would use hope as an anchor. Okay, because the Bible says our hope it's an anchor to our soul. Hebrews chapter six verse twenty three. That that's something good for something for people to be reminded that their hope keeps them stable in the midst of storms and winds, and that they can continue on. Okay? All right. Solid, solid, solid. Let's get into our text. Oh, boy. We're getting to the serious stuff. We're getting to the deeper stuff. We are in First Timothy. We're in chapter 2, and we're about to hit something that's amazing. Uh, the next four or five teaches on this are going to be somewhat intense. Let's back it up in First Timothy chapter 2. Pick it all the way back up uh, to basically uh chapter 2 verse 1 but we're really picking it up at verse 4 so just listen to the lead in therefore i will exalt first of all that i exhort that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all who are in authority that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life with god with godliness and reverence for this is good and acceptable in the sight of god our savior verse 4 who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 
So here's something that you're going to hear that you're not typically going to hear, even out of this show, but I want you to understand I need to make sure I say it correctly, and that is God has this desire. In other words, in God is the desire for people to get saved, and in his heart, he wants everybody to be full and straight on and connected to him, but he also knows foreknows, by the way, that people will reject the gospel. That's not what he wants, but they will reject it. They will say no. They will be in rebellion. So who God desires all to be saved, that's what he wants, but he's giving that free will option to the people to make a decision, just like he gave Adam and Eve that free will decision in the garden. Did he know what they were going to choose? Of course. You can't be omniscient without knowing. It's, just, it's impossible. But they still had to make the choice, and they made a choice against, and some people will make a choice against. God would prefer that not to happen, but gives them that opportunity to make that decision. Mankind in rebellion to God has set itself on the course of judgment and towards hell, which is eternal separation from God. So remember, when Jesus was giving definition of hell, he was using Ghana, which was a, a kind of a cesspool. Okay, which is kind of a nice way to maybe a visual to think of. And Jesus is like, man, you don't want to go there because that's like a cesspool for all eternity. Why would you want to be in a cesspool for all eternity? And one of the best definitions about hell pulled throughout Scripture is that it is described as a form of burning. Not only can that be literal, but it can be along desires that people burn and have a passion for that can never be fulfilled. And that's the burning. It's an eternal disappointment. It's not just, but it's also fire on the inside. Now, how's that going to play out? I don't know. And you know what? I don't want to know. <laughs> you go, okay, nope, I don't want to know. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm going the other direction. I just like, you know, turn or burn? Man, I turn. I'm not looking to spend eternity going, I want that, I lust for that, I lust for that, I can't have it. And that's how you spend your entire eternity? That is hell. Right? And so the Lord's desire is for everybody to pull it together, to come to the knowledge of the truth. What's the knowledge? What's the knowing? What's the epigenosa of the truth? Jesus is the lifeboat to get off the direction that the human race is going to to hell. That's the truth. You want the truth? He's going to define that truth in the next segment. I'm going to use it, but I'm trying to make it just absolutely clear what God desires that everybody pull it together, that they jump on the boat he's offering people, that they get on board. He, he desires all men to be saved and to come to that knowledge of truth. What is the knowledge of truth that Jesus Christ saves? I know there's big, you know, big movements for, you know, you know, he's it's all about, you know, financial blessings. But I get it. I understand. There's nothing. It's not. It's not that it's wrong to think that the Lord would bless you. That's not the issue. The issue is what Jesus is already doing is way past what anybody could ever hope for, and that is he's pulling every one of us, every one of us away from an eternal damnation that will burn. Like, and Jesus is like, over here, over here, get on the lifeboat, get on the li hurry up, get on the lifeboat before you go over the edge. And some people, let's just be forward about it, honest Christians, some people are not going to do it. Some people are going to stick their fist in the face of God and say, no, I would rather burn. 
And God will say, okay. And they will burn. This, the, the, the repentance will be unavailable at that point. That's why I tell people on a radio, you can't sit there and say, I'll, I'll do it on my deathbed. I'll do it all on my deathbed. I'll make it all right on my deathbed. If God allows you the opportunity prior and you reject it, you reject God. You don't get to tell him how it goes. He tells you how it goes. Get it? You can't gain the system. Get it? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. there. It's Amazing Jennifer and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? What the issue is, is this guy hears the gospel from Philip. And in that presentation of the gospel is baptism. That is not not negotiable in the sense that there's no way you can remove that. And he responds by saying... I want to be part of this family. I want to be connected to this. I hear the good news. I want the grace and the mercy. I want to do whatever it takes to show my response, not just to you, Philip, but to the entire world. I'm a Christian. And that's what baptism does. And while I think it's dangerous to say, if you're not, you can never get in, because I don't believe that's correct. I also think it's dangerous to say, nobody needs to do it. That's incorrect, too. Your baptism is an open proclamation of an inward work. Don't you ever forget, the Lord requires that. If you've never been baptized, get baptized. Don't, don't, oh, we got to do it right this way. Arrange to get baptized. That's it. If you've never done it, you should do it. Because it's a declaration of your faith. That's the response to the gospel. You're saying by identifying going down and up in baptism, the end of you, the beginning of him in you. Okay. That just seems like a... Doesn't even seem like that's complex. I think everybody should just go, yeah, okay, got it. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Where, in fact, last Friday we were given a joke by our very own Al, which I will now tell you. Where did Noah put the bees? Where did Noah put the bees? And his answer to his own joke? In the ark hives. Classic hives. Okay. Just just making sure he got his props. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. Here we go. First trivia question. Name the first two apostles to follow Jesus. Ah, there you go. Name the first two apostles to follow Jesus. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Okay? Make sure you get that. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can... Send an email, David at he must increase.org. Let's get on to our DNA. DNA is the building blocks of what we are made of, which we use every day, which is what we're supposed to be made of, I should say. D, draw closer to the Lord. Grow closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Now, I don't know how many days is in daily, but I feel in my heart it could be every day. That, that's what I'm going to go with. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, never, never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. And A, always be ready to serve. To serve. Why? Because that means other people matter and that you care and that your life is not so focused on yourself that the ups and downs sway with your moods every three seconds. That's just wisdom. I'm just, I'm just telling you. In fact, in the, the, in the scientific community, they have mentioned that when people are giving or more uh, sacrificial in their thinking or, more, uh, or less possessed about themselves, I should say, that endorphins are released in the body. Yeah, not by accident, Dave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you think that happens? Aha! Aha! Okay, back to the trivia question. <laughs> Don't get me going. Uh, name the first two apostles to follow Jesus, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So this next portion, so we had to start off, and people were like, man, you start off Monday morning, and it's like you're talking about hell, you're talking about burning? You know, what are you, like a fire and brimstone? Well, I, I hope it's like fire and brimstone and streets of gold and grace and cloud. I hope it's all of it. I don't want to be, I want to be all of it, not one thing, right? We don't, we don't shy away from the word of God. What does the next thing say? And this is the most important part because he's going to make known what the knowledge of the truth is. So I want to make sure you stay in sync with me in this one. He says in verse four, who desires all men to be saved. That's what he wants. And to come to the knowledge of truth. What is that knowledge of truth, Mr. Apostle Paul, led by the Holy Spirit, writing under the unction of the Holy Spirit? And then he tells you what it is. 
For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. It's that truth that's coming to the knowledge of that truth. What is that truth? That between God and mankind is Jesus. There is nobody who has a belief system that is based on their Messiah being fully human and fully God. And so people are like, well, no, he's got to be half human and half God. See, this is the right there. Therein tells you where the West has a bigger problem than the East. Uh Uh-uh. Here's how it works. Jesus was 200% person, not 100% person. He was 100% God, the Holy Spirit part. He's 100% human, the Mary part, and now he makes a 200% person. But I'm only there. Yeah, I know you are. I get it. That's why you're not the mediator. <laughs> you see how that works? That's why Jesus is the mediator. He fully represents God being God and fully represents man being fully man. It's impossible to represent God if you're only kind of a part. You know what I'm saying? You can't have the fullness of it. It's not that you can't speak for God. You can't just fully represent you can't fully represent man if you only kind of know what man is. I don't know. Maybe a little. I don't understand the big you know, excitement about fast cars. I mean, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Jesus got it. And here's the whole thing. He's the mediator. He's the go-between. He represents one side to the other and the other side to the other simultaneously. In the priesthood, it's mostly the people being represented by the priest to God. In Jesus, because he's a great high priest, it goes both ways. It's just like, wow. And this is what's so important. That's the knowledge of the truth. You know, it's like, this is the entire book of Galatians. We get it. People started here, and then as they go along in their Christian faith, they somehow they think, well, we need to add something else. It's like, no, you don't. You need to stay firm in the absolute truth. There's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Bam! You don't have to go any further than that. We're going to get into what he did, and the, you know how he, you know how he gave himself up, and 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 uh, you know we're. we're process it, but I want you to catch this understanding. I think we say it the best way possible when we say something like this. If heaven is God's home, then Jesus is the door that gets you into heaven. If all of eternity is a ride in a car, Jesus is the car. (laughs) It's It's like, come up with anything you want. It's all going to come down to the same thing. It's because of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, which he willfully, of his own accord, laid down his life because, get ready now, he loves you. He did not have to, in the sense that he was not forced. It was a decision. Uh, and, And truly agape love, by the way is a love of action, a love of decision. Not a love of feeling, that's a phileo. Agape is choosing for the benefit of others. That's what that love is. Guess what Jesus did? He didn't chose for his feelings, because <laughs> them's was bad feelings. He chose to manifest his heart about us by showing his love for us, by giving up himself 
on our behalf. That's why Jesus said, no greater love hath a man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's why he said it, because he was in the process of doing it. Ah. Ooh, these are all kind of pulling together now. It's kind of like this big weave. Yeah. Yeah. And what's amazing about the gospel is it's such good news that God was like, oh, dummies, come this way. <laughs> That's what the Lord does. It's like, come over here. Come over here. You're running into the burning building. Come over here. <laughs> I want you to go over here. Where I'm at, there's a pool and a jacuzzi and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And that's what streets of gold are. <laughs> See, that's all the great stuff. And so understand what the whole text is saying. This is what God desires. God desires people to get this. Please get this. And it's not that you have to say it brilliantly because I really, I really just wish people— if you just say one thing, you know, the, the, the hardest thing for people to do is to kind of like go through the witnessing process. And I think that there's a lot of preachers and teachers that do it a little wrong. It's just like they try to guilt people to do it. That's not how you do it. The way you do it is you find the level that you can do at that comfort level. It might just be you saying to somebody, can I pray for you? I mean, you don't mind praying for people, right? You want people to get said, can I pray for you? You know, I mean, there's a lot of great ways to witness, but if you're a person that doesn't have that element where you have that boldness, offer to serve. Serving evangelism is very, very powerful. Okay? I'll just be honest. All right. Name uh, the first two apostles to follow Jesus. And the answer is. Peter and Andrew, but not in that order. Andrew and Peter. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> That's how it is. They were the first. Andrew was first. We will give Al the pow-pow on that. Congratulations. We give James, one of our listeners, a prop because he knew he wasn't going to be able to really answer the trivia question. So he just guessed way ahead of time, about uh, 10 minutes before the trivia question, and said, Abraham. I wrote him back and said, <laughs> you missed it by an entire testament. But that's okay. <laughs> you gave it a shot. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. Lots to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAA. 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion, that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, and function in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5, 19. Uh, sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part 
of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian for everything? And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial, and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, and again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Are you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.